Welcome to Unleash the Awesome with Dave Gambrill. All of us have unique skills, talents, and abilities that aren't being used to their full potential. Our mission is to share the people, tools, apps, and other resources that will help you unleash your awesome on the world. Yo, what's up? It's Dave. Welcome to another episode of Unleash the Awesome. Today, let's talk about the one main skill that you need to learn to master if you want to be successful at anything in your life. And I know that looks like clickbait, sounds like clickbait. Dave, there can't only be one thing. And I really honestly think this one thing, if you did it really well, if you became world-class at this, it would overcome some of your limitations and shortcomings in some of the other uh, areas of your life, some of the other skills that you need to work on a little better. And that one thing, that one main thing, is what I'm going to call persuasion. Persuasion. Or, put another way, selling. Learning how to sell. Sales. But I think ultimately it comes down to the persuasion piece of it. Because all sales is, is persuading people to buy the thing that you're offering. And before some of you skip off this podcast, like, Dave, I don't do selling. I'm not going to listen to this. Just give me a second. Hear me out, okay? You do actually sell things. You sell things every single day. You sell ideas, you sell concepts. Maybe you don't sell tangible products or services, but you sell every single day. You sell the idea that you want your kid to eat their vegetables at dinner time. You sell the idea that you want somebody at your work to see things from your perspective. You sell and persuade all day, every day. And I think the one skill that's helped me more in my entire life has been persuading and selling. So I know when I say selling or sales or persuasion, some of you immediately think of ickiness and gross and used car salesperson or something. And if you're a used car salesperson, no offense, but that's just what people think about. They think about that kind of environment, that kind of, I know it's stereotypical, but that's what comes to mind. And so I'm going to give you some recommendations today on how you can get better at this if you want. So there are two main things I would have you consider. There are two books, and I'll make sure I put the links wherever you happen to be watching this. I'll put them in the show notes or the description or whatever. There are two books you should probably check out. If you like the science of persuasion and psychology and things like that, you should read the book Influence the Psychology of Persuasion by Dr. Robert Cialdini, C-I-A-L-D-I-N-I, I think is how he spells it. Influence the Psychology of Persuasion. He tackles it from a science-first perspective, and he talks about the six different things that you need to know, the six triggers, the six levers that you need to pull in any persuasive environment. And I'll try to rattle them off. I always forget one for some reason, but there's consistency, uh, there's scarcity, there's authority, there's liking, there's social proof, and see right there, I missed one, so you're going to have to go read the book. But um, commitment consistency is one. That's the first one I mentioned. But it's if you look at anything that's done well online from a sales perspective, if you think about any negotiation or situation you've been a part of, whether you were trying to move people toward you or they were trying to move you toward them, which happens in any negotiation, frankly, th some of these things were at play especially things like social proof. And you've seen that in the politics that's been going on in the United States uh, recently. This podcast is being done in uh, mid-November, early mid-November 2020. And 
you know, people are like, hey, I voted for this person because that's a version of social proof. You see other people doing things and you go, oh, okay, it must be okay to do that. And then you're more likely to do it. And I saw some really, really well executed political commercials on that on both sides. Uh, but anytime I would see them, whether or not I agreed with the messaging that they were sharing, I was like, wow, that was really well done because they put authority and scarcity and social proof and commitment, consistency, all of these levers that Cialdini talks about, many of them anyway, were, were in these presentations. So that would be the first one I would check out. That is a book that I have, although I am partial to my Kindle and I read a lot of stuff on my Kindle, Influence the Psychology of Persuasion is one of the few books that I have multiple copies of all over the house and I just reference it periodically. Even though I could probably recite it from memory, I've read it so many times, I'll just flip it open and read it and read it again and reread it because that stuff is so important. And the more that you get exposure to that, the more likely it is that you'll actually execute on it when the next situation arises for you to persuade somebody or sell somebody, which I'm telling you is going to happen within minutes of you turning off this podcast. You're going to have to persuade or sell something to somebody, probably an idea, but it will happen in your day today. You will have to sell something and hopefully you'll use some of the things we're talking about and some of the things you read in these books to help you with that. The other book I would mention to you would be uh, To Sell is Human. To Sell is Human by a guy named Daniel Pink. Yes, pink like the color, Daniel Pink. And he comes about this situation, although he's also has a, a great science background, he approaches it from the stories first, supported by science, okay? So Cialdini is kind of the science and psychology first, supported by stories. Daniel Pink's book, To Tell the Human, is more stories first with the science to support the stories, if that makes sense. So uh, for some of you, if you don't like to do a lot of reading, it, they, these books are probably an either or, and it'll help you get by just fine. But if you want to be a student of the game and you want to be really good at this, you'll probably read both of them and understand them and use the things they talk about, which are pretty similar. There's, there's some overlap, and then there's some slight differences. Because, you know, as most things, this is always evolving. But those two will give you a good foundation. Now, if you want a bonus book, you want a bonus resource to look at, there's a wonderful book by a guy named Chris Voss, V-O-S-S, -S, called Never Split the Difference. Never Split the Difference. And he was a FBI hostage negotiator. And if you think about that, uh, and he was their lead hostage negotiator for years. Like when situations were kind of going sideways, they would call this guy in to, to set it straight. And if you think about a hostage negotiation, there is no room there to split the difference on a negotiation. If you try to split the difference there, someone dies. That you That's a winner-take-all or loser-take-all scenario, right? You have to get the hostages out. And if you can, get the person who took the hostages out you got to get them all out safely if you could do it, right? So there's no room to split the difference there. And so he has really, really good techniques on how to negotiate and how to do some things at a deeper level. But I would I would consider the first two books I mentioned, Influence and To Sell as Human, as the baseline. Those are like the 101 courses. I would say Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss is like your 201 course, right? I would I would read that third or second, whatever, make that the... The second thing you get at, because in order to understand some of the stuff he talks about in there, you probably want to read one of those other books. And so then you can work these two things together. Now, as you probably heard me before, if you've listened to any of my podcasts or seen my Facebook lives or you follow me on Instagram or whatever, or you're in my digital marketing mentorship Facebook group, 
I'll put the links in the show notes so you can follow me in all those places if you want. Uh, it's one thing to read this stuff, but it's another thing entirely to execute on it. And the cool thing about persuading and selling is I'm telling you that you're going to have multiple opportunities today after you're listening to this podcast. I mean, unless you're listening to, you know, listening to it at night in bed before you go to sleep, then okay, tomorrow you'll have it. But you're going to have opportunities within the next 24 hours to, to do this stuff. The question is, will you do it? So you've probably heard the saying before that knowledge is power, right? And I used to believe that because someone smart said that to me and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, knowledge is power. But you know what? That's not true. Knowledge is not power. If knowledge was power, if knowledge alone was power, then librarians would rule the world, right? But the thing is, there's there's nothing really... In old negotiations and old uh, persuasion and old selling situations, there's this thing called information asymmetry, meaning one side usually had more information than the other. And so it was harder for the person that didn't have all the information to negotiate because they were just missing some information. But in the age that we have now with Google and Siri and your Amazon Echo devices and whatever, you have so much information at your fingertips that there really shouldn't be, if you do your due diligence, there really shouldn't be information asymmetry. When you go into a situation or negotiation, pretty much both sides will have almost all of the same information. So knowledge alone is not power. Application of that knowledge is power. And with the stuff we've been talking about today, it's one thing to learn it, but it's another thing to do it and try it. And the cool thing is, again, because you're going to have multiple opportunities in the next 24 hours to do it, just do it. Just try it. Read some of the stuff, learn some of the stuff, and then do it, and then do it again, and then do it again, and do it again. And eventually, it will become what psychologists call uh, you'll become unconsciously competent, meaning you don't even have to think about it, and you're really good at it. When you first try it, you'll be consciously competent, meaning you have to think about it. You'll probably be a little bit clunky, but that's why you have to get a lot of repetitions because after a while, I realized the other day, uh, somebody said, man, you're really good at that. And I was like, am I? And it made me think about it. I said, well, I have had literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions of repetitions of this stuff since I learned it so many years ago because I've worked in multiple selling scenarios and situations when I worked in the corporate space. And I've had multiple, obviously, situations in my businesses that I run. And this stuff happens every single day. And when I first learned this stuff and tried to do it, it was clunky, whatever, but I got lots of repetitions. And one of my sales jobs, I probably had on any given day, and this is not exaggeration, I probably had a hundred different opportunities in that day to persuade and sell because I would go into an, an office. I used to do sales where I had to go call on an office and I would go in the office and I had to persuade the person up front, the receptionist, whoever, to let me in. I had to get past the gatekeeper, right? So I had to persuade them to, to let me in. When I got to the back, there was usually another gatekeeper and I had to persuade them to let me get to the ultimate person I was trying to get to. So there was selling going on there. When I finally got in front of the person that I was trying to sell, there were multiple things I had to try to sell, the information and the products and everything else. So just in that one visit to one location, and there, there would be multiple people in there that I would have to probably try to do multiple persuasive steps with. All right, so I was getting hundreds of uh, repetitions at it every day, Monday through Friday for years. Uh, and some of them were small incremental repetitions, just trying to get somebody to believe something slightly differently. And some, when I worked in sports, professional sports, it was trying to get people to sign multi-million dollar sponsorship contracts. Talk about high stakes, high risk stuff, right? So I've had experience doing that. And I'm telling you, having had all that experience, 
that the resources I've shared with you today have been instrumental in my success. And I know they will help you too if, if you read them and you implement them. Because I am confident that the one skill you need above everything else, if you want to be successful in your life, in your business, in your life, in your personal life, whatever, is you have to get good at persuasion. There's just no doubt about it. So until next time, work on your persuasion so you can unleash your awesome on the world. See you. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Awesome. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please share us on your favorite social media platforms using hashtag UnleashAwesome.